Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and today is an, kind of becoming a bit of a tradition here where we talk to Kevin O'Brien, the Publicity Director of Ohio, Ohio Linux Fest. How's it going, Kevin? Oh, it's just going great, Ken. I think I've heard your voice on Hacker Public Radio before. I do believe you have. I, I've been doing the LibreOffice series uh, of late. Yes, they're uh, scheduled to go on until December, if I'm not, <laughs> not mistaken. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that, although we could. I'm here to talk about the Ohio Linux Fest 2013, which is uh, accessible at https colon forward slash forward slash ohiolinux.org. So, Kevin, can you give us a little bit of history about the Ohio Linux Fest, how long it's been going, and, and the usual stuff for anybody living in a jar who doesn't know about this fest? Sure. Uh, this is our 11th year, and it started uh, a lot less formally uh, among some college students at uh, Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and, it, you know, the first year or so, or for a couple of years probably, was kind of small and uh, not the sort of production it is now. But a number of people got together and said, you know, we can do better than this. Let's make this a major event. And so they started to do the things necessary to get better space, more sponsorship, and uh, and sort of build it into what I think is the premier event in our region, which is the Midwest of the United States. Uh, so it, it's we're probably going to draw every year we draw about a thousand people oh, fairly impressive. yeah that's fairly impressive big enough to be big and small enough to be you know intimate enough at the same time so yeah. what's the um what's the sort of layout of the place like you know for the first time visitor how how would they get there for a start well we are hosted uh by the greater columbus convention center which is in downtown columbus ohio uh, and, you know, as a convention center, they have lots of rooms with movable dividers, etc. So uh, we basically reserve a, a chunk of space there and start setting up rooms for different tracks and talks. We're going to have... Um, Would there be, uh, are you kind of flexible in the amount of space that you can take, or do you need to divide that up on the day? We have to contract for it. Uh, so we have a lot of plans. Um, you know, we have, we'll, we'll take rooms, and uh, for a keynote talk, we might combine two or three rooms into one larger one. Uh, and then when the keynote talk is done, break that back into two, three different smaller rooms for the run of the talks that go on through the day. Okay, but you you can do that yourselves, or do you need union help to do it? Uh, there's a there's a staff there, yeah. there's There are rules about who can do what. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You yeah. have to follow the rules. Yeah. And so uh, is it easy enough to get to and... Uh, so actually, give me a rundown of the schedule. What's what your what's a schedule looking like this year? Okay. Well, the event starts on Friday, September thirteenth, and what we do on Friday is uh, we have a, a few things that we focus on. 
Uh, first, and I think most important for a lot of the people who come there, is a full day of professional training. Uh, we call that the Ohio Linux Fest Institute. And we're bringing in wonderful professional people who are building the programs that people want to be trained in. So, wow, I'm just looking at them here. Very interesting. Go on ahead. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, all, yeah. All this so, information focuses on the website. I mean, you go to schedule and you uh, click on the Linux right. Fest Institute and you're right there. So, for instance, we've got a full day of training on Puppet, which is a, an automatic uh, or automated system for administering lots of servers in an IT environment. And that's going to be taught by someone from Puppet Labs. Uh, we're going to do two half-day courses, one on SE Linux, one on building RPMs, and we got people from Red Hat coming in to do that. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, uh, we're doing a session on configuration management and provisioning virtual machines using CF Engine, Vagrant, and we got someone from CF Engine coming in to teach that. So, oh, that's good. You know, we're really looking for very, very professional people, the, the best possible instructors. And we're able to offer it for uh, a, a really astonishingly low price. It's only $350 for the full day. Wow. Uh, you compare that to most of the boot camp things out there, and it's a substantially better deal. Got a, got a question here. I see that you've got RT Basics. What's RT? Uh, it's something called Request Tracker, and that handles things like ticketing, Help desk, network operations, change management, bug tracking. Yeah, okay. Uh, I happen to be uh, working in uh, uh, right now on a project involving what's called IT service management. So that's actually the kind of application that uh, my life revolves around at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I would say about that schedule, actually looking at it, is. I would be torn as to what I wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. That is, like the, the lineup, SE Linux from your mortals clashes with uh, PostgreSQL admin, clashes with you should be using Vim, clashes right. with Puppet, clashes with RT. Uh, so well, very, very good choice. And of course, that's... with this then, uh, if people are trying to get to the fest then for the weekend, I'm, I'm sure that the companies could... Uh, pay that or at least contribute to it oh absolutely the um we we charge admission for the professional training because of what we're offering that's the 350 dollars uh then you know there's no added cost at all for saturday you know if you're registered um then you know you get the Saturday thrown in, and so yeah. you get to hear the keynotes. You get to attend any of the other talks. Uh, so Just a regular a Linux dude. Then after that, I guess. I yeah, and I think that's really what a lot of people do is they just they make a weekend of it. Yeah, because from from a company point of view, if you're sending somebody out, you send them out for a day's training and a and a night overnight in a hotel, like, and then. I'm sure you can do a, a deal with the with a hotel to stay over an extra night to get the Sunday in as well if you wanted. A right. Very, very, very cool. Pity I can't again. Pity I can't go to these things, but there you go. 
Well, you know, I, we all have that problem. You know, I'd love to go to Fosdem, but, you know, that's a bit more than my travel budget allows for right now. It sucks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So on the Saturday, it, it's like a one-day fest traditionally, I guess, yeah? Well, yeah, Saturday is when most of the talks are scheduled. We have, because we've had so many submissions, uh, you know, people that want to do talks, and, and they're good talks, that uh, we actually will have some of the talks on Friday as well. Uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. we couldn't fit them all in otherwise. Uh, and we've got a Friday keynote. So after all of the professional training and everything else is done, uh, Mad Dog is going to be talking. Always um, a classic. Oh, people just love Mad Dog. Um, and, and I'm one of them. I mean, uh, I was uh, talking to someone the other day who, who said, you know, he could be reading the back of a cereal box and he'd make it interesting. I think um, the traditional one is reading the phone book. <laughs> that's what I would have said, but person I was talking to used the other one, so... So, you know, actually, you never got a chance to meet him yet, but uh, uh, there's a yet in that sentence, so hopefully... Oh, we'll, absolutely. Uh... So, if if you ever get a chance, uh, it's worth doing. Uh, and, you know, he's he's been there pretty much from the beginning. I mean, the, it was when Linus Torvalds was just getting started with uh, all of the Linux stuff, he was the guy who managed to talk Digital Equipment Corporation into shipping uh, Linus one of their computers so that he could port Linux over to it. Absolutely. I just see here on the Friday as well, you've got UbuCon on. That's, uh, what is that exactly? Uh, That is uh, something that Ubuntu is putting on. Uh, So... I don't know all of the things that they're going to be doing. Uh, my guess is they're going to be talking about Juju. They're going to be talking about the Ubuntu Edge. Maybe there's going to be some talk about the next version of Ubuntu, which is uh, coming out about a month after uh, Ohio Linux Fest. So. I think, yeah, the people will uh, know exactly what's happened with the Ubuntu Edge by the time this show releases, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't either. Um, but there's a, a fellow who works for Canonical. There's several people who work for Canonical that are in this area. One of whom is a friend of mine, uh, George Castro, who is one of the developers on Juju. And uh, so I know he's going to be at Ohio Linux Fest, and he'll be doing a talk. Okay, and the uh, I see on the schedule as it stands now, you're probably going to fill that out as as soon as the uh, speaker list becomes available. When when right. is that going to happen? Oh, within uh, within days. Okay, so uh, for the show notes of this episode, we'll uh, we'll include links to these pages so you can see who's coming out. Right, right, yeah. It's we we had some. Uh... The, the the fellow who was working on that got caught up in some other things, and so it just took a little longer than normal. But uh, we're just about ready with all of that. There's um, so switching over to the Saturday, it kind of appears to be running from the uh, let me see here the um, seven a.m. doors open, mm-hmm. and then it runs on to midnight more or less. So seven p.m. is the uh, evening keynote address. Can you um, 
give us a rundown of the various different tracks and why you picked them. Okay, there, there's a number of things that are going on. Um, first of all, let me talk about the keynote speakers. We've got three of them on Saturday. Um, and I don't know who gets which slot yet. That's The schedulers are working on that. But the speakers are, are pretty good. There's Kirk McCusick. Uh, Kirk is a BSD uh, guru uh, who has been involved with BSD from the beginning. Um, in fact, he shared an office at Berkeley with Bill Joy, who oh. pretty much wrote BSD. Um, so he was involved right from the beginning, developed the Berkeley Fast File System, uh, and file system snapshots, background FSCK, and things like that, and has yep, served yep. twice as president of the USENIX Association. So... You know, he's going to be yeah, great. He has an, an impressive Wikipedia article, put it like that. He does indeed. And one of the things that we've always said is that we're not strictly Linux, we're open source. And BSD is, is clearly open source. And we've always been very friendly. We've always had BSD, uh, some amount of that, as part of Ohio Linux Fest. It's uh, free software. Don't, don't yeah. let anyone tell you that it isn't. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's not a problem. And we're really we we're thrilled to have Kirk as one of our keynote speakers. Then another one is Robin Bergeron, who is the project leader Fedora. for Fedora. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, so and and she's you take a look at her resume again. She's also the Fedora program manager. Uh, organized the 2011 North American FUDCon and has had various roles in the Fedora project. Then there's a fellow... But surely you're um, bringing her on purely because she's a woman and you want to promote uh, your female agenda, feminist agenda, by putting a female as the head of the uh, keynote speaker. Oh, you found us out. Her clever and cunning plan has been revealed. Yeah. Or perhaps she's the Fedora project leader and just happens to be a woman. Well, I mean, we would want to get the... I think we want to get a Fedora project leader in any event. Um, so I don't have a problem cool with that. We've had John O'Bacon uh, as a keynote speaker at Ohio Linux Fest. So Yeah, no, it seems appropriate. I just... Um, um, I, I do know that last year you were making a concerted effort to um, get uh, some um, more participation from female members of the community um, and I think that was criticized I suppose uh, do you have yeah. any, anything to say on that how successful you were was that something that you should have done or do you feel there were any lessons learned well there, last year 15 that's a 1 and a 5 15% of our speakers were women so if we were putting our thumbs on the scale we did a real bad job of it yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was listening to uh, an interest. You know, the the way you really want to do this, it, it, how do you take this out of the equation altogether? Um, oh, it's uh, very simple. You get more women into IT in the first place. Well, uh, that uh, would help. Um, but, uh, you know, from the standpoint of picking speakers, uh, I'm not sure we can reform the entire IT industry for the benefit of our schedule. Uh, 
But uh, now I, I happen to be a musician, and there's a very interesting story. If you go back a hundred years, yeah, uh, a virtually every musician in every major symphony orchestra was a man. I'm and, shocked. And if you talk to them, they all said, "Well, you know, the men are just better musicians. You know, women just don't measure up." And then they switched to what's called blind auditioning. You know, the the person playing the instrument, auditioning for the part, is behind a screen, uh, no name, uh, no way for the people listening to know. And all of a sudden, they discovered that there were actually a lot of women who were good musicians because they kept winning the audition. What a surprise. What a surprise. So, you know, the the best way to do it, and I, and, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, heard someone talking about this with another conference is, you know, take all the proposals and strip out the names and the identifiers and just look at the proposals and pick the ones that look good. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And, and I think that's really, that's the best way to do it. Um, and I think if you do that, the you know, the cream does rise to the top. Uh, so uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. We, we have a total of four keynote speakers, three of whom are men. Um, uh, just that happened to be the best four people we came up with this year. Yeah, and unfortunately, that I think reflects the uh, percentage of uh, IT people, at least in the US, and probably reflects here in, in the Netherlands. I don't know why that is. In, right. in my history in Ireland, it was more a 50-50 split. I don't know if that's changed since then, but uh, it seemed to be uh, one of the industries where you know, um, there was no major gender uh, difference and to be honest i i enjoy that because i prefer to work in a mixed environment you get less uh get less uh tantrums from from both sides i guess and that's certainly the environment i work in um you know my boss's boss is a woman and uh you know there are certainly a ton of women i i work for the it department of the state of michigan so it's a government thing and you know, there's there's a lot of women working there, uh, many of whom are managing departments. Yeah. Um, so, I think we put that one to bed. So uh, let's uh, let's move on. You get you've got an OSSS. Ooh, lots of open, open source. source solution stage. Come on, yeah. guys. And and that's for, you know that's for companies that have something that they want to say about what they're doing. So we have yeah, you this were stage that, scheduled. Yeah, I heard about you were saying that that was actually, I thought that that would be relatively unpopular. You know, it would be popular by the companies, but relatively unpopular by the people attending. But you were saying that that was kind of positive last year. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it depends on what they're doing. Uh, I think those talks are as well attended as anyone else's. I mean, uh, we had, for instance, I just uh, threw up a recording uh, we try and record all of our talks and put them up on archive.org. Uh, I won't say we get all of them because every once in a while a speaker refuses to use the microphone. It can they, happen, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they just don't understand why they need to use it, but for can whatever I give you reason. A, can I give you a tip that I've just used? Oh, uh, sure. Is uh, get, a Sansa, get the guys to get a load of Sansa clips. Uh-huh. And, and uh, put a big, uh, you know, I have a remove before flight sticker uh, uh-huh. thing that dangles down. You know, like when you go to hotels and they've got like a big long stick 
uh, on the room key so you won't lose it, something like that, and just clip it to their lapel. Um, and then it's at least a lot of work to get the audio track in, but at least you have the audio track from their perspective. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll mention it to the sound guys. So I just posted one of them uh, a few days ago on uh, various social media, and it was by Phil Robb of Hewlett-Packard talking about their open source initiatives. And I think that was a well-attended, I've seen Phil, and he's a good speaker, represents his company well, and is obviously very passionate about open source. And of course, on the other hand as well, you've brought a lot of guys, um, and I'm using the term guys and gals here, you brought a lot of people in for the first day event, so there is a business slant to it. So they are interested then in, uh, in going in to hear what HP have to offer for the business community. Right, right. And, and in fact, speaking of uh, business and career, last year, for the first time, we had what we call the career track. Uh, and that was uh, speakers from companies coming in and various things about managing your career, you know, everything from, uh, you know, how to write a good resume to, you know, how to interview well with companies to, uh, you know, what sorts of training and things are going to make you more marketable. And, you know, it was the, it was the hiring managers and the HR departments uh, that were giving the talks. So Awesome. Are these uh, online? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Can you send, send me the links to those as well so that I can get them in the show notes? Because that is sorely needed, you know. I, I, I've i often seen it where we get CVs in and right. the guys are technically on the ball. You talk to them, they're a bit techy, and then they go to the HR interview and it's like, ooh. So, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, have to, you have to play the game, you know, if you want. If you want the, uh, and, you know, a resource to be able to look at and say, okay, how what is expected of me in in a HR interview? Right. Cool. Carry on. Carry on. Okay. Um, so we did it for the first time last year. It was a huge success, and so we're going to do it again this year. Awesome. Uh, another thing we did that was a big success last year is. A track we call it Meet the Penguin. It's a introduction to Linux and open source software for people who are new to it. Now, I think I think right there in those three tracks, yeah, is what's setting the Ohio Linux Fest apart from um, quite a lot of other fests. You're taking in the peripheries of um, of the community, you know. Yeah, taking in the professional, the HR people, and then the introduction because everybody's a noob at at, at, at Linux. So I personally believe. Anyway, I personally believe that everybody has something to teach me about computers. So, right? Yeah, I I think it's brilliant that there's a easy track that somebody coming in to the, to this for the first time knows this is a track I can go to. This is all going to be aimed at me. Yeah, and we did this last year. Now, for a number of years, we've had a thing on Friday that we call Linux Basics. Friday is the training day. So you can sign up for Linux Basics, and I think that's like 250 for a full day of training. And we take you through installing Linux uh, and configuring it on a laptop, and then you can, at the end of the fest, you can buy the laptop for... 
I'm not sure. It, it depends on what it costs us to get it, but for a very low price, um, and have have your Linux already on it and configured. Are you so doing we've that been doing this year? That, we, oh yeah, and we've done this for a number of years. What we added last year was we thought, well, wait a minute. Just because you got Linux installed doesn't mean you're ready to go do things. And so we added uh, on Saturday a full day track just for the people who are new. Uh, well, you know, we will have 10 or 15 people that go through Linux Basics. And I think we thought, well, we'll have the same 10 or 15 people. Uh, boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Those rooms, oh, we had standing room only. It was so crowded. Frankie, uh, I wouldn't have expected that, in fairness. We even had standing room only for a one-hour talk on the command line. Hey, who was given that? Uh, Scott Courtney. Very good, very good. From uh, He's from a company called Cine Nominee, and he and his wife were the organizers of uh, this whole thing. All right. Uh, and of course, I did a, a, a talk on LibreOffice. What a surprise! Expect. Yeah, right. You know that was kind of a given. Um, and then we had we had talks about graphics. We had Door to Door Geek did a, a sort of a basic. Uh, all right, you got it installed. Now what kind of talk that was very popular? Uh, uh, another man I could uh, I could listen to uh, him reading the phone book as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's he's good. Uh, we had a guy come in and do a comparison of different desktop environments. So you know, Unity, GNOME, KDE. You know, what are your options? What do they all look like? So you know, that was just a, a it was a real eye opener to us just how popular it was. So of course, we're going to have it in a somewhat bigger room. <laughs> And do it again this year. Of course, everybody who's gone last year will go, all right, now I can move on. <laughs> and the room will be deserted. I doubt that. I doubt that. I, some, yeah, some of those talks I wouldn't mind going to see myself, you know, because just because you're proficient at a particular thing in Linux doesn't mean you're not proficient at something else, you know? Oh, yeah. I I always feel like when I get into a room full of geeks, I'm probably the dumbest one there because... You know, even with you know, on Hacker Public Radio, I you know half the stuff I listen to, it's like I'm not quite sure what they're talking about, but it sounds interesting. I I have that myself quite a lot, <laughs> and I imagine probably some people feel that way with my LibreOffice stuff, and that's that's okay. We can we can yeah, but with the that. thing about it is you got the rewind button. Just go back and listen to it again. Yeah, and I do have that with your LibreOffice thing, even though I've done similar training with your LibreOffice, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again during the community news, but uh, which is coming up after this. Um, yeah. you know that's a great resource, and um, you don't have to take it all in; just listen to it a few times. It's not like a one-time deal. It's on the radio, and it's a podcast. Save them, right? So I've I've got a, a few more to record there, but anyway, back to uh, Ohio Linux Fest. Uh, Indeed, so indeed. we're we're going to be we're going to be doing that that uh, training for the new folks again all day. Um, Has Joel volunteered for this one? Oh yeah, excellent. The, the problem with the door is not getting him to volunteer. The the, the problem is to restrain him from <laughs> trying to run amok. Yes, yes, yes. You know, he was saying, "Hey, I could do a whole day track all by myself," and it's like not quite the way we like to do things. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me, no. That would not surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, 
But you got four other traditional tracks. What's the deal there? Do you any ideas? Can you give us well, any pre-schedule hints? Um, like I, I, I said, I'm pretty sure I, I know of at least one of the talks because uh, uh, George Castro, uh, he actually gave a talk at my Linux users group on Juju, and I said, George, you've submitted this for Ohio Linux Fest, haven't you? And he said, yeah, I have. So, and anytime I hear someone give a good talk, I always say, you know, submit this for Ohio Linux Fest. So I know George is going to be there, and uh, and his talk will be worth listening to, certainly. Uh, I don't know exactly what the others are, but but let me tell you a little bit about how we try and fill out the schedule. Sure, Farhad. So, you know, first of all, we have to get people submitting proposals. And so we opened that up back in, like, January, I think, and had, and had it open, and I, I would periodically post reminders to people, hey, we're still looking for talks. And then we closed it in uh, July. Yeah. Uh, so you you start with uh, it, we can't schedule something that isn't submitted. And uh, I've I've occasionally had people say, hey, you know, you should have more talks about this or that topic. And it's I we didn't get any. You know, if people don't send us talks, there's not much we can do. Then we start looking at trying to get a range of topics. Uh, I will tell you that every year we'll be criticized by people because we didn't have enough talks about this, that, or the other topic. And it's like, well, we had three. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. But uh, you can please some of the people some of the time, more of the people more of the time, but not yeah. all of the people all of the time. You, you really can't. Uh, so we, we try and, and hit as many areas. So there'll be some about graphics and some about system administration and some about networking and, and you know, there's going to be some about different distros and, and so on. And you, you try and spread it around. And the other thing we try and do is get different uh, expertise levels. So some of them are going to be really advanced uh, and some intermediate and some more of a beginner level. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We're, we really try and, uh, and, and say there's there's something for everyone, all right? Nobody's going to come there and say, boy, every single talk was exactly what I wanted. There's just, there's no way to do that. Yeah, and, but that, that again, you know, if you've got, if you're encouraging uh, new users to come, you know, there's going to be talks that will be way over their heads, and they'll, they'll, I'm sure there'll be talks on, you know, business talks that regular, you know, uh, hobbyist hackers uh, have no interest in. It just makes sense, you know. Exactly, um, and then of course you're going to get the complaints of, uh, you know, there's these two talks I wanted to see were on at the same time. How could you do that? That's Video, like, you know, go to neither uh, of them and watch them after the fact. Yeah, you know, pick one to sit in, and then, you know, we'll put the audio up on uh, archive.org afterwards, and you can listen to the other one. And, you know, it's, one thing you know. that, they, uh, that they did at OGCamp last year, which was quite good, actually, is when people came in, uh, speakers and presenters, they got them to fill out the uh, CC by SA um, permission slips. Yeah. Um, so that 
that was already done. Everybody did all the legal stuff. As soon as you come in, you sign the thing to say you did want to, that you, in coming to the festival, you realize that people will be taking photos and, and such. And that was, that also allowed them to, um, you know, be more, uh, be, be less uh, worried about getting permission for the recordings and stuff after the fact. And one other thing that I would ask the people who are there to do is get a copy of the presentation uh, on USB stick, have a little laptop or something just to copy the USB, uh, copy the, uh, the presentation off so that if you're transmitting it via audio that somebody can follow along with the presentation beforehand or after or during. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we do... We do ask people to submit their presentations ahead of time so we can review them. It's even better. Yeah. As one of the things that, that we have to do is there's... Uh, we always say that Ohio Linux Fest is intended to be family-friendly. Uh, so we don't want adult-only material. Every once in a while, someone thinks that, it, you know, Having a slide with uh, women in bikinis is uh, funny, and and we say no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'll not comment on that for various yeah. different reasons. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, don't. I personally have never come across that on this side of the pond. Uh, uh, my recent investigations into the topic showed that it did occur at various different events here so I don't know, people grow up um, but that said I do uh, I don't necessarily hold with the concept of family friendly because every it's very cultural And uh, but then again, it's Ohio, it's the Midwest so you have every right to uh, to define what you consider to be family friendly in Ohio if you know what I mean yeah, so, yeah go for it yeah, so that's that, that... That's part of what we are. Um, we're not apologizing for it, but we make it very clear right up front. This is how we do things, and um, and I think we're known for it enough that it's not going to surprise anyone at this point. Yeah, true for you. But then again, you know, it's it's also nice as well. I, my kids are at a certain age where you think, okay, I'm going to bring them to an event, and while well, I don't think to be that worried about that sort of thing, to be honest. Except shouting out, why is that lady in the bikini? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And and we do we do have people who come and bring their children. So get them young, yeah. get them young. I think that's absolutely wonderful. In fact, uh, I think Door to Door Geek was saying in 2014 he's going to bring his son along to OLF. Oh, excellent! Yeah, yeah. yeah Look forward to stuff. meeting the young man. And like to hear his views on 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 it. Should actually arrange an interview for HBR. I think that might be possible. Cool. Is anybody? Uh, we haven't spoken about the expo thing. I don't think we can talk that much more about the schedule, to be honest, because it's not right. it's not set at this point. But it's going to be uh, the usual Ohio Linux Fest uh, high caliber stuff. Zonder nudity. Um, but, uh, the, what's the hotel situation like? The Drury and the Hyatt, I see. 
Uh, yeah, there is, uh, and I think this is fairly common uh, when you have a convention center in the heart of downtown, there's usually going to be hotels that are connected to it in various ways. And so the Hyatt and the Drury are the two hotels that uh, are connected to the convention center, uh, which means if if the weather were bad, you would not have to go outdoors to go from your hotel room to the yeah. convention. Uh, and so we've made arrangements with them. And, you know, they're both fine hotels. I, I personally uh, have made my reservation for the Drury, but uh, I know some other people that are going to the Hyatt. It's slightly different accommodations each way, but. Yeah, whatever you're into. I guess uh, I guess people who travel would know people in the states. Uh, do they have internet? Is they? Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, uh, Hyatt has there's free free or low cost Wi-Fi in in both places. Fair enough. Okay, and it's only two fifty to get from the airport with the bus. Fair enough doesn't seem too complicated yeah, I, to me yeah i i drive uh i live in michigan which is the state right above ohio on the map so it's a three and a half hour drive so wow. I'll, I'll drive down thursday um and then drive back sunday you're missing gps coordinates sir. <laughs> Probably never occurred to me. What? what? Of course, if you you know, if you just put the address into Google Maps. Yes, but uh, Android map navigation is what I'm using, and I have a HPR <laughs> HPR episode ready to rock on that. But uh, yes, okay, good, 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 excellent. Well, actually, if you if you can't get it, even uh, even Android has uh, has. You can get to it by address and postal code, so that shouldn't be too big a problem. And then on this, what have you going on after the convention? Usually, you have a party or something. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think we're gonna. Uh, there was a uh, local uh, <coughs> a local bar we went to last year, uh, not far away, and I think we're going back there again. Open NMS are sponsoring it, I understand. I think that was last year. Oh, okay. MC Front a lot. Yeah, it was last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's he last updated, year. Uh, he updated yeah. the page. Yeah, I'll have to mention that to the web people. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to go for an entertainer this year. Um, Know, we try different things, some of which are successful and some of which aren't. Uh, but um, we we had a number of people over the last few years say that they didn't like having the, uh, the loud music because they wanted to talk to people and they couldn't because it was so noisy. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I yeah, yeah. I can and. Uh... I know last year you tried the pajama party. How did that go? Complete failure. What What happened? It was, uh, nobody showed up. No, no one guy did. Uh, so, 
I mean, that was that was an idea that just, uh, like I say, you try stuff. If it doesn't work, you get rid of it. If it works, you keep it. So, but isn't that had, the isn't that the open source way? Really, are they at I least they throw it against the wall, see what works. So you know, pajama party complete flop. Uh, but the 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 newcomer track and the career track that were also new things last year were very very successful, and we're keeping them. Yeah, I think uh, in fairness, it was a it was a good idea to. To at least try it, uh, right? It, you it would will look need, at... it, it probably wouldn't have suited everybody, you know. It could have been early in the day, you know. But hats off to them for trying it. That's that's what I say. Right. Uh, another thing we did is we we have birds of a feather sessions. Those yeah. used to be on Saturday, but they conflicted with all of the other Saturday things, so we moved them to Friday evening. That seemed to work out a lot better. Um, and for the Birds of a Feather sessions, it's basically we set up, oh, I'm going to say there's like 18 slots. It's like six rooms and three one-hour slots per room. And it's first come, first serve. So you got something you want to talk about with like-minded people, just you know, go to the website and just say, hey, I want to be able to, I want to do something about uh, Pulse Audio. I want to I want to get together a, a session on uh, LibreOffice or whatever it is, and, and just claim a spot and set it up. You can do that right now. Good idea. One thing, just about the after party. Uh, sorry, let's let's talk about the uh, Birds of the Feather session uh, again. What time do they start on the Friday? Um, I don't. Uh, well, you don't have to be precise. It's morning, noon. I, it's, evening. Got, yeah, it's evening. Okay, evening. evening. Yeah, it's, so it's Friday evening. Somebody, you arrive on time, throw your stuff into the gonna, uh, hotel, and say, amble down. I'm going to say it uh, starts at 8. I think that's about right. And about the um, about the uh, the after party, because uh, you see, I think you're running into a bit of a problem. Because. Um, you know, guys want to go to this. Uh, this is the one chance in the year where they get to meet their buddies online. And they want to crack open a few beers. And then, of oh, course, yeah. on the other hand, you've got uh, underage kids who are who are coming. Or a mixture of both guys who want to crack open a few beers with their buddies. And they've got kids. And uh, I'm, as far as I know, U.S. licensing laws don't, uh, don't shine lightly on, on that sort of mixture. Uh, you're correct about that. Now, I think I understand how this works the way we're doing it. Um, and that is this particular establishment, we've taken it over for the night, so it's not open to the public. And I think that changes things slightly. So that okay. we can have minors as long as we don't serve them alcohol. Yeah, so, that, that's fair enough. What happens is everyone's going to be have their ID checked at the door as they go in, uh, and if your ID says you're of a legal age for drinking, I, which I think is 21 in Ohio, uh, in the United States that's done on a state-by-state basis. Uh, 16 here, although they want to move it up to 18. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they'll you'll get like a wristband if you are of legal age, and if you don't have the wristband, uh, you better be o- ordering a uh, Coke. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. 
well, at least, uh, I mean, that seems like a, a good solution to the problem because it is a bit of a problem, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And if you don't have uh, that loud of music or there's the ability to, you know, you or the participants feel like they have control over where the music is and that the venue has the feeling that, okay, these guys are not here to listen to music, they're here to talk to each other. <laughs> but, you know, in one corner, they might want to put the music up, then uh, I think it might work. Yeah, well, we're going to see. Right, so this is, uh, if, if we get a whole lot of complaints from people that, you know, hey, where's the music? Uh, and maybe we bring it back next year. Uh, but, you know, like I say, our, our philosophy is... You know, try something, and then if it doesn't work, abandon it. Might be no harm, like to have a um, you know a small you know kids party DJs thing in in the corner or something that you know you could turn up the music on if if that it's there ready to rock. You know, surely somebody's going to have a laptop and and some free uh, Creative Commons music to play. I suppose that could happen. Uh, we don't have anything organized on it just at this point yeah well do you know kevin at least you're trying stuff you know Mm -hmm. that is the main thing because that was the thing i heard you know everybody was saying uh, the talks were great the atmosphere was great but the negative part was this uh, was about the after party but then the previous year there was negative things about the after party as well because for the exact same reasons of the bits that they liked about the after party this year so um i'm interested i'm genuinely very interested to know how you how you solve the after party uh issue and whether this helps it seems like it's worth a try so that's all we can ever do exactly well we're coming up on hbr community news time so is there anything that we haven't uh gone over I think we better just give people the dates again and sure. uh, uh, if there's any other message you want to send out. Friday, September 13th uh, is the opening and then all day Saturday the 14th uh, and uh, we've got a couple of things on the 15th. There's a diversity and open source workshop and there's also going to be uh, certification exams. So, uh, But not not a huge program for Sunday. So uh, I just say go to the site and register. Okay. That's so the best thing I can say. And there's a donation thing there. If you can't make it to the site, that you can throw these guys a few a few bucks because, in fairness, these are the uh, this is the cornerstone fest on the calendar. Comes up every yeah. year, and uh, you know they try stuff out so you don't have to. Yep. Yeah. Well. Thank you so much for giving us a chance to promote this to the Hacker Public Radio audience. Kevin, you know, this is as much your network as it is our network. So, anyway, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. 
from shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.